Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Most of us are disingenuine. I'm nothing like him at all. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, Claire, we wish cool. we would prefer that genuine we're here right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So a classic men tell all last night in that the men really did not tell all. We essentially learned nothing. Uh, except that they all still love Becca. She's great. Yeah. And they think she's great. And that is learning something because often they don't love the That's lead anymore. very true. Bit of a surprise. But so many words came out of their mouths at such high volume and velocity. So we have a lot to break down. And here to help us with that are one of our favorite guests, Michael Garofola. Oh, thank you, Claire. Hi. Welcome Hi, back Hi, to the pod. Yes. And, and let's start out first by wishing Emma a very happy birthday. Thank happy you birthday. Guys. Today is Emma's birthday. It's literally just, her birthday today. I'm just glad I could get another year older and still be watching this trash heap of a show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's yeah. sort of a gift to you every Monday <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Young. A true gift. Yeah. It keeps gift me keeps young as I realize everyone on the show is now younger than me, essentially. Yeah. That's a tough thing to, to come to grips with. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the oldest person on this show is, is, my, is, old, is my age. Yeah. When I see 25 flash up there and it's like, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that was, <laughs> You're like, I got to quit I, this. 25-year-old dudes. I don't remember the last time I dated a 25-year-old dude. There's, you know, like, never been a time when that wasn't really young. I would say, you know, like, it's, in order to remember 25, I should go on my Instagram and look. And then I'm like, oh, Instagram definitely did not exist when I was 25. Yeah, let's not talk about how long yeah. ago that was. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Happy um, birthday, Emma. Happy yeah. birthday to me. This episode... I don't even know where to start. I couldn't take notes. Everything yeah. just happened on top of each other. And I was like, they're saying so much. And I'm learning so little. It was a real disaster in my apartment. I was like rewinding at commercial breaks so that I could write stuff down that I had missed in the first. Yeah, I do not have DVR. Didn't have any room is... to tweet. And then at one point, I like was grabbing for a drink of wine because I needed it and spilled it all over my keyboard. <laughs> so things were just... Messy. Well, that, um, that, in fact, is more graceful than what we witnessed on that mental all stage. <laughs> exactly. Spilling wine all over your keyboard. In comparison, is, yeah. I felt pretty, pretty yeah. chill. Okay, so the bros are back in town, at least some of them. Who was actually on this mental all? We had Jake, 
Christian, Camille, Kristan, Ben Mojan, Jean Blanc, Joe, grocery Joe, Nick, Connor with the glasses, Jordan, Chris, David, Leo, Wills, Colton, and Jason. So we were obviously missing Lincoln because he has been charged with a crime. I mean, convicted of a crime. Uh, Banjo Ryan, who was nowhere to be seen. Um, Mike Renner, who was yeah, the long-haired the football Mike. Analyst. Yeah, football analyst. And Clay Harbor. And also a Notre Dame alum, Mike, Mike mm, Renner. I know. I have, a second, so, I have a second Notre Dame alum out there somewhere. Mm, are there only two? I feel like Notre Dame is like a classic <laughs> bachelor pool. Us. Really? Just a bunch of like uh, clean-cut white guys. That's true, yeah. With there Christian education. Yeah. yeah, maybe the, the Catholic conservative, though, maybe not. But yeah, but yeah, maybe. No, I agree yeah. with you, actually. But I like, do agree. I feel like we were missing... Clay, more no people clay. than usual. Yeah, no clay. No clay. Yeah, probably no clay. because you know, well, uh, you know, he's trying to make an NFL team, probably right now. Or <laughs> yeah, I assume. I assume for some of them, it was it was work obligation injury. Um, and we had more like first night departures. I feel like than usual. We had three first night departures. They had to fill people in, apparently. Yeah. And I guess Camille is going to be on um, Paradise. So and Joe, right? I mean, yeah, and Joe, right? Yeah. There were four guys and, from night one, which is unusual. Oh yeah, four yeah. guys. Wow. That's really um, unusual. Yeah. So, uh, but it, and one, one thing that I always enjoy at Mental All is how the guys have all not so subtly upgraded their looks based, based on, on feedback. Feedback or like even just Guilty. seeing themselves on <laughs> TV. What did you do? Yeah, I was very much like criticized, you know, during the show. I mean, I had really longer hair, probably longest than it, it's ever been for me. And I think I was like sort of criticized. You know, I got the like, oh, Michael and his like greasy, messy hair, you know, that kind of you thing. You were the Jason so of your season. I Did you get a haircut? Yeah, it wasn't as slick. Ba- I don't slick. <laughs> it wasn't slick bad. I didn't look like Michael no, Corleone. I remember. It was like <laughs> glowing like, waves. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, glowing waves, amber Remember. waves of green. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but um, but I definitely took that to heart, and you could see like some of the other guys too, like yeah. you know, um, except for the one guy who was wearing um, Jordan called him out for wearing the high waters. Yeah, that was, was that a Camille? lot. No, that, that was Christian. Christian. Another okay. night one. Okay. Who yeah, knows? I mean, sorry. yeah, who? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I yeah. didn't want to take Jordan's side on a fashion thing, but I was like, those are really, <laughs> those are capris. Yeah, those were. <laughs> I don't, I don't think the capris look good on anyone. No, they um, were, they were almost men, women. Men, women. They were almost Bermuda shorts. I mean, yeah. they were, they were close. <laughs> Another rough look to pull off. So, um, who were the other upgrades? Well, we had Connor. Had I, a, Connor's a, glasses. Nick had a new haircut, which was. I remember Nick is having a very like featureless bland hair and he really went for the like oh, swoop, buzz. the swoop yeah. thing the, yeah. futuristic the side buzz like yeah. heavily styled top uh, and then yeah. obviously Jason got a haircut yes it was still a little slicked back more slicked back yeah. than we've seen on Instagram which I think looks it looks better when it's less slicked back but it was shorter Agreed. it looked yeah. good Joe had uh, longer hair longer hair it was kind much of, it was beautifully much rumpled yeah, that was like he's seeing so him cute. on with his new hair. I was like, oh, he is cute. He's really. I cute. didn't get it before. He's really cute. But if you need a specific hairstyle to find someone cute, then I you mean, know. I think a lot of people actually a good haircut makes a huge difference. It's like the way that like nice eyebrows make it can a huge make a difference. good. Di- I I think more in the sense that like if we were dating, I would be like, clearly, I'm not into you enough. <laughs> Fair. Which is, but it's nothing against and, him. And Connor's glasses, I do think, were a direct result of people. Calling him hotter with glasses. He also had quite a jacket on. There were some fashion yeah. statements. Yeah. Leo and Wills were really winning it in the fashion yeah. department. Yeah, what Leo for me. was wearing Leo's a red, red that Ron burgundy, 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 burgundy red suit. It was nice. Yeah. My he looks, looks like, good. 
that's that's my luck. No, that is my luck. I do <laughs> I do rock that for for Halloween though. I mean, I can't pull it off. It's not mine's not as nicely tailored as Leo's. Was. Have you ever tried <laughs> to pull it off? I mean, I am kind of a big In deal. Court? People yeah. know me. <laughs> I have many um, leather bound books, and my true. apartment smells of rich mahogany. And in the in the world of this podcast, you're kind of have that Ron Burgundy level of importance. Stay classy, so, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Who else? Jason was wearing what looked sort of like a smoking jacket. It was, it was nice. Yeah, and I like sort the, of a brocade fabric with a shiny lapel. It was. It, I thought he looked very classically handsome, and um, Ven, uh, not Venmo John, um, Grocery Joe went. No jacket. Yeah. Just a, a nicely patterned, tailored shirt. Yeah. Very Bachelor in Paradise ready, you know? Very much like, I am up here. I went <laughs> home night one. Get ready to see me on Paradise. Yeah. I, I, I think he, yeah, I think he had the right idea. He's like, I went home night one. Um, I don't have much to say. And, and I have and nothing he, to prove. I have nothing yeah. to prove. He was and smart. He doesn't seem like a very particularly talkative, you know, <laughs> no. person that's going to stir the pot anyway. Yeah. But I will say, historically... I, I don't remember a single night one person getting on getting on yeah. the, getting that kind of attention and on the hot seat, except for those guys that on night one they get so drunk that they you know um, do something terrible. Yeah, or yeah. D- end up in the pool, or, or and then they want to go up there to apologize, of course. But and but he got an invitation. Yeah, and yeah. I think we saw from his appearance on the hot seat why that <laughs> never happens because he had nothing to say and was. Very char- – and here's uh, something I want to mention because no one seems to agree with me on this, but I feel very strongly about it. Grocery Store Joe has, like, serious Pete Davidson vibes in the way that he talks and the way – like, his smile and his, like, the way he holds himself. And it became distracting to me. Like, every time that <laughs> that Chris asked him a question, he would, like, crack a huge grin and be like, ah. I don't know. I guess I'm just. I wasn't there very long. Yeah, and I was like, I feel like I'm watching Pete Davidson play him on SNL. It was yeah. very charming. It was. I was into it. And I that's mean, what made me realize you said that he, he has, has BDE. That's yeah. that's what made me realize. Right. He has a quiet confidence. He's very. Yeah. yeah he's uh... also. I saw a few other people tweeting about his big dick energy as well. Yeah. I, I guess it we made just me didn't start have thinking about like out. which of these people has BDE and which do not. Does Jordan have BDE? No. No, no he's right? the opposite. No. no. Um, I don't think David does either. No. no. BDE. Leo, BDE. Leo, yeah. yeah. Yes. Leo yeah. does. Wills, we decided, yes. does. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do we think about, I kind of think Garrett and Blake both don't. Do not. No. Do not. Yeah. What about Jason? Well, mm. I'm torn. Yeah. yeah that's a, it's a toss-up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad we're on the same page here. It's a toss-up with Jason. I, I didn't like. I'll tell you something. I, I think Jason is like a, a someone like who you need to sell high. And I think he took for me. Jason took a few steps to, down last night in his performance. He was too much the. I really bachelor he, candidate. No, he was the like the Michael Corleone of like the group, like the goth. Like he sat there, like with the way he like <laughs> held his fingers. And I'm, I'm obviously doing this right now for Emma and Claire. For those of you listening, you he's can't see. He's steepling his fingers. He's like, you know, I, I need you to make an offer. I need you to. <laughs> you're a little too uh, into J, into Jordan, and and I didn't really appreciate that. And I think we're all here for Becca. Like I don't know. He just like he 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 was too much trying to be like um, the voice of reason and the tell say what he thought everyone wanted to hear and wanted to hear him say because he is a 
obviously a candidate to be the next bachelor. And the other thing, talk about um, the fact that these guys are all now, you know, changing their looks in, in response to these um, comments that they're getting and the, you know, trolls and things like that on Twitter or, or you know, just being advised by people about, you know, how much – grease to put in your hair. I think the other the part of it— The answer is always less. Always less uh, to none. Um, <laughs> but the the other thing, too, you have to you have to understand is that now they're there and they know which of which of them has the most Instagram followers now, the most Twitter followers, yeah. which mm-hmm. of where they, they kind of know where they all stand in the in the Bachelor like pantheon That's and hierarchy of their true. season. And Jason's very much obviously sitting at the top of that there. I mean, with, you know, with Jordan and even Grocery Joe, you know, and so it, it, that definitely changes the dynamic and it definitely changes how people, unfortunately, interact with one another. Like, I No, think I think be, you're completely right. Like, Joe, Grocery Joe went home night one. He certainly didn't hear the barbs from other people like, why is this guy here? Who's he? He's, you know, he went home night one. Why is he even here? Right. Because no, he people know becomes, he has social right. capital in right. the Bachelor yeah. Bachelor universe. They want to be seen with him. They want to be friends with him. They want to post Instagram photos with him because yep. that increases their popularity to show, like, I'm here with Grocery Joe posting photos. Yeah. And it, it's no, a, it's just one of the realities of thing. this world now because social media plays such a strong role once you get off the show. And I don't even fault people for falling into it because I yeah. think it's it's kind of natural. It's sort yeah. of yeah. to to buy in when you're surrounded by that. But it's it is weird and it's noticeable. There yeah. were some ways that it played out that surprised me. The Jason thing didn't surprise me, although I wanted him to take it back. Several notches. Because he is so charming. Like, you didn't need to be campaigning so much. I I really like Jason, and I just... I'm like, no, 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 just... He bothered me last Step back. Yeah, it was a little much. But I I feel like he was, like, I'm the last one who went home. I have a lot of fans. I didn't fuck anything up. I am like... he. I feel like he was acting like team captain. Like, he was like, (laughs) I'm the guy who just, like, quietly has the most experience, knows what's going on. I'm going to, like keep an eye on things, keep morale up, keep everyone level-headed. and But then Colton would, you think, also have a lot of, like, stock in this world. And he acted like someone who went home earlier in the season under worse circumstances. Like, he seemed mm-hmm. to be picking a lot of fights with people, yeah. to be feeling very defensive about, like, his interactions with other people in the house. I'm not talking about the virginity stuff, which is a whole different kettle of fish, but, like, the way that whenever someone had some like had a question asked of them, he'd be like, I just want to say I think that guy sucks and like what he did sucks <laughs> and like I can't believe he did that. It's like Colton, chill out. Impression. You came in like fifth. You're doing yeah. fine. Right. Or you're fourth. doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing amazing. Don't like look like Also Becca's amazing. <laughs> but you suck. <laughs> no. Seriously, I felt like he w- was acting like you would expect like a Chris to act. Like insecure. Confrontation. Yeah. I think perhaps he isn't an, an insecure person, and I no, always, also clearly. kept forgetting that he is only twenty six. He's one of the right. youngest guys there. And here's another factor too. Not only you know are these guys coming, you know, off of their seasons, you have the people from Bachelor in Paradise there who've already filmed Bachelor in Paradise. So there are those weird dynamics, dynamics. at play as well that they can't um, even speak that to. they can't even speak to and address like. The whole, you know, Jordan and Colton going going back and forth about Tia, obviously, 
we know Colton gets with Tia and Paradise, something happens. I don't know how that ends up, but, you know, presumably they both know in the back of their head that that happens in Paradise and what comes from that. Um, and we've obviously seen plenty of promos that allude to it as right. well. We so. saw a lot. We saw a lot on the Paradise promo. Apparently mm-hmm. there's a love triangle between Kendall, Joe and Leo. Yeah. Um Really yeah. didn't see Leo Ken- apparently says some really like aggressive things to Joe, which like I'm I can't imagine what would have prompted it. Also, who knows what so often they chop up those promos in a weird way that yeah, they're not but even he did specifically say something about him being like a grocery store bitch or oh, something. Oh yeah, you're and right. I was you're like, right. there's nothing else that could Very be. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Um Robbie is apparently gonna be on TV again for some yeah. reason. He's um, on Paradise. He was on the promo. Oh we God. see Jordan kind of jockeying over Jenna, Jenny, Jenna, Jenna, Jenna. Uh, and then also maybe Tia. I would love right. to see a Jordan Robbie showdown. That would be that would be great. Well, Jordan made some sort of comment in the promo about all the work Robbie's had done on his face. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you guys kind of look alike. They look exactly. They are the. I mean, we talked about this before. The, the patterns time. and the, you know, the. They're, Jordan they're, is way funnier than Robbie. Oh, way, way, way funnier. I actually but, like, their also look think is he's the same, cuter. And they're I, both from Florida. I think Robbie is like actively not good looking. <laughs> so I, I actually think well, Jordan just too is. Much. He's done too much to himself. You know? And he has that hair like the guy who was on the proposal last night, where it's just oh, like yeah, that hair. I saw back. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Even he's finding a bride. You know, like what am I doing? What I can't. I well, you have to go hair. on this show where they oh. can't run away and, <laughs> at, until it's too late. That's what I. Ah, oh, yeah. yes. I love up. when the guy comes out and the women are like, oh, oh yay! And oh. always the one woman is like, I'd really like to maybe get engaged to you. It seems great. And he's like, that's the one I want. The one who seems like really unhappy can, to be like, here. Like for the rest of our lives, can you stay behind that curtain? <laughs> Would Things that, were so good cool? back then. When yeah. I just heard your voice. When you were the wizard. Yeah, <laughs> you sounded great. Yeah. Okay, so Chris uh, starts actually with Chris R. That's like kind of the first real reckoning we have. And uh, every all the guys are like, oh, you like lost your mind um, and it ruined everyone else's week. And Chris is like, yeah, yep. that's true. <laughs> Chris, so did, was a Chris pretty, did exactly the thing that you should do when you know you were an asshole on TV. Right. Just yeah. be like, yep, because then it, was, it wasn't it was even – it wasn't even really a thing. Yeah. That could have been such a focal point of the men tell all. And he had like two quick things where he just was like, yeah, Completely I was a dick. It. Yeah. Right. That's it. I, I think to a person, everyone sort of has a, a goal of men tell all. Uh, for the people who, um, you know, were boring on the season – I know producers go to them and like, hey, you know, the reason why you were barely shown on the season is you were kind of boring. Like, spice things up, you know. Yeah. Tell, That's how we get tell, Christian tell, threatening right. to fight yeah. Jordan. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell Colton he sucks. Tell someone yeah. this. Tell someone that. Call someone out. Be exciting because, you know, this is your last chance to get your face on television and have people attack you on Twitter. And so take advantage <laughs> yeah. of it. And then you have the other guys who were a jerk or who— um, you know, didn't appreciate their edit for whatever reason, and they want to go up there and definitely do damage control, and they want to mitigate. And um, but yeah, everyone has a goal. You know, everyone yeah. goes on there with a goal. Sometimes it's just to show off your glasses, and other times yeah. it's to show off your haircut. And Often other times they it's really to fail. Though. Wear high pants. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes a lot they of times, fail at their mission. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, because they're human beings and they're on they're on the show. I that expect show. more from them than humanity. I expect. <laughs> 
superhuman uh, results. That's because you've been watching the British Love Island, so you. you know. I know they take things to another level, <laughs> um, and so who? So the then, first then part kind is of a lot to of Jean Jordan. Blanc. Oh yeah, a little yeah. bit of Jean Blanc, but then the the Jean Blanc thing I thought was oh, hilarious because uh, Chris asked Jean Blanc about it. And before he can even say anything, Colton is like, here's the thing. He lied lied to to us. He lied to Becca. You lied to everyone here. And again, that was us and also Becca and also Chris and also the viewers, to be perfectly honest. And it's just bullshit. I can't. He like he swore like everything was bleeped out. And finally, Jean Blanc is like, I'm talking to. You I'm lied to question. Mike Fleiss. How could you lie to <laughs> Who Mike Fleiss? Could lie Fleiss? to Mike Fleiss? That oh poor baby God. angel. He's so innocent. God, after everything he did for you. I know. Um, and uh, finally, Colton, uh, uh, Jean Blanc is like, I'm talking to Chris. I'm not here to talk to like little boys. And then Colton says, well, whatever you say, you're going to take it back in three seconds. And And the audience goes, oh. Oh. Being a member of this audience seems like Mm. a terrible I hope they pay them. Well, I know. You could just tell when clearly they're holding up a sign that's like, applause. Yeah. Boo. (laughs) They're very responsive. They know their role. Um, And this is the point where Jean Blanc says something that's mostly bleeped out, but based on what space there is and based on what Colton says later it sounds like he says something like Colton you're acting like a pussy but you haven't even seen one or you haven't been inside of one or something like something that something yeah. like that I believe I mean, that been is inside what of one said. I thought was a little long for the bleep which is why because so that was what one? was said on Twitter like before the episode aired like reality Steve or someone tweeted it but like it was a pretty short I don't know but it's it was something like that it was a crappy comment yeah it was really gross. Um, and then Colton says, now you're being disrespectful on top of being disingenuine. What I love about <laughs> this is that disingenuine has become a word that just only exists in Bachelor, in bachelor. World. It doesn't exist anywhere else, but it's become a staple of the Bachelor I vocabulary. Said, I, said, I think I said disingenuous earlier, and I should have said disingenuous. You, on the podcast, we prefer correct terms, <laughs> yeah. but um, actual English words. I actually want to say, like, I want to be like disingenuine and be like ride the pony and start <laughs> yeah. singing. You know, that's what I Well, would. you would be the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah, Most of us are disingenuine. I'm nothing like him at all. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, Claire, we wish cool. we would prefer that genuine were here right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and Jean Blanc is like, I was really falling for Becca. And the guys are all like, I don't believe you. Jason says that he used the power of love for badness. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ooh. that's wrong. And that's. The- I think I just blacked out during this entire exchange Ooh, because it was that. just. That made me. I, this is something I had to rewind. I thought sure. no one came off well no. in this conversation. Yeah. It was like, I'll just Jordan stop. was like, I had the opposite reaction. I fast forward. I was like, don't ever see this. Don't ever show <laughs> this again. Let's fast forward. Jason had this whole thing where he was like, I'm going to be the guy who really puts a little nail in John Blanc's coffin and like, he was like sums here's it all the up. moral of this story. Kids. The thing about love is it's a powerful, powerful thing, and you can't <laughs> deploy that power. To hurt people. That's wrong, isn't it? That's wrong. I feel like I learned so much during this segment. But then we move along to Colton and Jordan now fighting over Tia. 
This was all like the first 15 minutes yeah. of the actual discussion. And Emma and I were slacking each other like, what, what is happening? Is what happening? the fuck? How do we take notes? How do we pay attention? Like, the topic Jordan, kept switching. I think Jordan may have set the record for the most words spoken at any men tell all in history. I think he and all he in was, perfect it was little the epigrams. Show. Yeah, it I mean was and the that was show. as you said. Everyone goes in with a goal. That was his, and he succeeded. Yeah. Which I'm actually surprised because I think after the season, he I thought he was trying to do a lot of sort of like PR work in the sense that like oh you know I was just you know messing around. If you knew me, you'd know I'm actually this really you know low key cool, chill, genuine guy and that I'm just putting on an act for the show. Like, yeah. I think he did multiple interviews where he suggested that and then, like, He's been he, doing a lot yeah. of interviews yeah. sent, with local so, news outlets. Yeah, someone sent us an article that was supposed to be, like, image rehab for Jordan. It was, like, yeah. a local news article and they talked to his family and they were, like, he was treated so unfairly and Jordan was, like, I was treated so unfairly. But in the, even in the interview, he said a bunch of stuff that was, yeah. like, so confirmed our initial thoughts about uh, like he just said, like yeah. douchey stuff about Becca being like lame, and about He's the other guy. Like really it's like when Courtney down. Robertson came out with her book that was like, all the other girls thought I was a bitch, but I wasn't at all. It's just that they all sucked and were the worst, and I hated them and wanted them to suffer. Yeah. I was like, you're confirming the very thing that you're trying to disprove. Yes, um, but he had a lot of great lines, um, and he gets in this back and forth with Colton. Which got very confusing very quickly because I think neither of them quite knew what the other person was trying to say. I don't even think they were arguing over the same thing at all. They were not. Mm-hmm. They were not like they were definitely not like listening to understand. They were definitely listening to respond. And they yes. already had in their mind the like comeback they wanted to use. So even if it like even if like Colton was like Hey, you know, and I really like frogs. You know, (laughs) Jordan was still going to say, and Tia, and like, see what I mean? You really like frogs, Tia, you know, like. Yeah, there was a point later where Jordan says something totally kind of rational. And then David's like, this is what we were dealing with the whole time. And I was like, that. That would have worked as a quip if he had said something insane, which <laughs> any of the seventy-five other things. Any he just of the said other things he just one. said, yeah. but when you pick that thing, it becomes clear that you are just prepared to deploy that line. It was interesting to me, though, that David clearly went in thinking, "I'm not going to get into a big thing with Jordan." He sort of stayed out of it for the most part. You know, he said a couple things. He sort of said in in a few different times, yeah, you know, I spent too much time on Jordan. He just—it was frustrating that he wasn't taking it seriously. But that's yeah. about all he said. Mm-hmm. He did, did not really engage. But he goal. didn't yeah. have to, to get minimize. into the conversation. Yeah. He didn't have to get in at all. Because Colton happens, was doing it for right, him. Colton was doing it. And then Leo was saying, oh, Jordan's a modern-day narcissist. He fell in love with himself a long time ago. What's the difference between an old-time narcissist and a modern-day narcissist? I think that what he was narcissist. sort of saying is he's a modern-day narcissist, <laughs> which is obviously where the yeah. term narcissist right. comes but from. But he sort of doubled down. Like, Jordan is a narcissist. Figure. That yeah. is correct. And yes. a modern-day narcissist. Yeah. He just yeah. stares at himself, and he loves himself. And then Jordan says, I'm an elephant, and they're mice. I've got billboards <laughs> up in all their minds and paving roads. I should have worn a work vest. I should have worn a work vest. Yeah. Line of the night. He was really great. was so prepared. But like that, it was a prepared, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's they, a line that you can prepare and just— prepared, yes, yeah. and use it and deploy it at will. Um, yeah. And— they get in this big kind of fight, uh, I think a couple times, about his golden underpants. 
And people I think felt very strongly George, about these. Uh, yeah, Colton was really upset by how ungentlemanly it was. And Kristan is like, well, Becca gave him a rose, so who cares? I have to agree. Same. I thought this was a dumb thing to pick at yeah. Jordan over. I think the problem is, and I was saying this to you last night, Jordan is objectively annoying. I can see how he would get under other people's skin. But there isn't really some, like, moral failing to point to with him. He didn't do anything horrible to Becca. He didn't really do anything horrible to the other dudes. He was just, mm. like, a, kind of an obnoxious yeah. person. And when you're yeah. trapped in a small place with that, with a person like Jordan for an extended period of time and you do not have cell phones, you do not have internet, you do not have books, music, movies, and you are just inundated with Jordan nonstop, and you're also feeling a little anxious and feeling nervous and, like, you know, of the with the setting, um, I could see how someone like that um, would really get on your nerves. I can, but I too, to but then in this situation... Becca, it's the opposite, where you're inundated with very earnest guys who are like, sorry about earlier, where I just, like, went rage core and broke some shit, but I really care about you, and I love you, and I just want to pursue a serious relationship mm. with you. I want to share myself with you. And that's, like, seven guys in a row. And you're like, oh, thank God, someone who is not going to... A moment to, of levity. Right, moment I can of just levity. have fun with this person, not yes. take it seriously. Like, she gave him the golden underwear obviously she thought it was funny right she didn't give them to him so that he could be like oh i'm being chastised this is a sign that i should never wear underwear no she very much like she encouraged she egged him on she encouraged she was having fun with it i mean i don't think it was obviously she wasn't gonna pick him i think it was a little you know i mean i think i don't know that i would pull my pants down in front of a you know a girl i'm trying to date and show the golden underwear i think i'd probably you know say like look i'm wearing them and like pull them out of my pants like he did last night for chris harrison i mean sure. i think that would be the extent <laughs> i would but I, you know i mean i think that's but she fun gave i think them I would, to him yeah. because he previously stripped down to his underwear on a date right. so clearly she knew this was his proclivity and she was i mean if i'm becca i'm like why not keep things a little more you want to mix things up, and yeah, that's why we always see a, a handful of people, men or women, who make it at least halfway through that are just fun goofballs that the lead does not have to put in a ton of emotional labor with. Yeah, yeah no, and, and after, like, heavy conversation, after heavy conversation and, you know, um, you know, dealing with a guy who, you know, thinks that the Parkland victims are crisis actors and likes all memes related there, too. Um, it's nice to have a guy who will come and prance around in his golden underwear. And what yeah. I will say and just is— just laugh and To be, be like, honest, hey. I, I wonder what Jordan's political views are. Well, here—so uh, I th- I was just about to say, Claire, I was going to say, I think we've gone long enough without, without tying in some, some political <laughs> reference and illusion. And I, what I'm going to say is what, what Emma said as well is that— um, this reminds me, Jordan reminds me of uh, Donald Trump in the sense that there are so many things that he's doing that annoy so many people that sometimes we lose focus on the ones that actually matter. That's and we're, really we're, true. we're criticizing Jordan about about prancing around in, uh, in golden underwear, which Becca gave him, which, you know, obviously was all in good fun. And yet we're, you know, and, and so when you do that, then maybe the more um, insidious things that he may have done, I don't, I have no idea if there are any for Jordan, but, you know, th- this just works with my metaphor. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't, we, we are sort of drowned out or, or people are desensitized to because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's how Jordan's going to bring down the whole institution of The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, and at this point, David says he's going to jump in. And David and Jordan says, are you going to jump in in or are you going to fall in, David? 
Good one, Jordan. I have to say, what impressed me about this line is that I don't know why you would prepare that in advance. So I have to feel like it just came to him in the moment. That I was think pretty these good. lines come like to that. Jordan. Yeah. I believe that he... Fallen was good. Yeah. Has that a, was... Yeah. Because David doesn't seem, like, very assertive. He's like, I think I'm going to jump in. I don't know. I think I'm going to jump in, maybe. And Jordan's like, come on, dude. Like, are you going to jump in or not? Yeah. You don't have to announce you're going to jump in. You know, right. I think you just jump in. You just jump in. Yeah, like everyone else is shouting and yelling. And then, and of course, he didn't really say anything new. He just repeated yeah. what Colton like, said. I which then Jordan was like, oh, you agree with Colton? Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, I am not afraid to be myself. And that's good. I wouldn't want to be a hologram of a man. And I think he's gesturing to Colton or a skeleton of a man, which we know is David from their two-on-one date. <laughs> So there's just a lot going on there. I think that was pretty prepared. Um, so then they finally get into the question of whether Jordan actually ever said that he would be settling for Becca or even implied it. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. David doesn't have anything to produce except that he's just like, well, I'm honest. He was just trying to sort of move on. He, right. Like he, well, because he wasn't going to win that conversation. Right. He knew he wasn't going to win, and at least he was smart enough to know he wouldn't win that. He's like, yeah, I have regrets. I shouldn't have talked about Jordan so much. Yeah. yeah. End of story. And we don't yet know what, what special counsel Mueller is going to find out about what Jordan, if Jordan really <laughs> said that. I mean, we, we'll, we like, need to like wait the, for all the facts wait. to well, come let's out. Let's like wait for all the facts. <laughs> yeah. and collusion actually isn't a crime. And, you know, that's, <laughs> what, that's exactly what I'd want my lawyer to be saying out there saying. <laughs> Um, and this is one point where I enjoy Jason's intervention because he tells David that he thought David was bullying Jordan and he wasn't like picking, picking at anyone, anyone else. else. But he thought that by by going after Jordan, David was preying on someone who was, well, maybe not weak. <laughs> you know that he wanted to say someone yeah. who was weak, yeah, um, but I a target. I didn't get where where. Jason was going with that. That was like... I think I Jordan know. was sort of an obvious target for being picked at because he's, he's such so a, reactive. He's so reactive. I think yeah. David enjoyed needling him. And it started to come off as he just likes torturing someone. But I don't think David succeeded in torturing him. You know, I, I, that's a, oh, that I was like David a backfire. Didn't do himself I, I mean, I think any no. it ended up if being anything, worse Jordan for David. needled him more than the other way around. I right? mean, I think they were both needling each other. It became very yeah. mutual. But there were a lot yeah. of points where David would just like start shit, and I was like, "Why are you doing this?" Mm. It never even looked good for him because he would just sit back, looking very tense and self conscious. Kind of like Jordan the Chris. Raged. There was that Chris Lincoln thing in the, during the season too, right? I mean, that was. That seems similar to Lincoln? That. Who's Lincoln? Oh, yeah. There was no Lincoln on this season. Okay. Yeah, who? I was saying LinkedIn. Have you seen my LinkedIn profile? <laughs> I've updated it. Michael is here to make LinkedIn headshot. connections. <laughs> yeah. Friend him. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from Michael and, you know, breaking down everything that's to come. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? 
Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love to see it. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, hit classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in 
in those spare moments, when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. Alomoves.com code LTSI20. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into like their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible like neoprene weekender bag and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should. Learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks and... It's been really helpful because my French is not good, but now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, well, well, I guess at some point we should talk about the invisible Lincoln of this season. Do we think that it would have been better for them to bring 
Lincoln on and confront him? No. I think they just no. should have mentioned something about right. it. I, I think there was a way to say, of course, we're not going to give this person a platform, but also just even have Chris Harrison make a statement. Be like, as all of you know, Lincoln is not here. Yeah. He was convicted of something criminal. I've we learned, are going to do better. Just so you know, I've, I've learned and I have to – I have not read the court filings, but I've learned that he has since withdrawn his guilty plea. Yeah, I read that. And that um, it, it is proceeding on a trial track now. Um, there was an, an issue, an error with his sentencing, the sentencing given by the court with, with his GPS tracking and therefore – um, rather than deal with issues on appeal because of that error, the judge decided to allow him to withdraw his guilty plea. So what that could mean is either he's going to go to trial, um, in which the the people are ready. I, I'm hearing for trial, or he will he will work out another plea, plea deal, deal and plea again to maybe something a little bit lesser, and and the sentencing will be correct and and mm-hmm. they'll repeat. You know? So that might complicate the statement a little bit. But yeah, but sure. I mean, he's something they can say, you know, charged, right? He was charged. He was accused of, yeah. a, you yeah. know, they don't even have to be it's so pending, specific. Yeah, but I think criminal case. Yeah, on, I think they no. could have really easily addressed this and said, you know, no. the safety of the people on this show is the thing that's most important to us. Um, we are reviewing. We're still in the process of reviewing yeah. our background checks. Clearly, there and was we are a, sorry there was that a, we failed yeah, our cast. A failure. Yeah, there was right. A there was a failure on the part of you know, uh, and it. I just wish that they had said something and— Although admitting, you know, know. it's hard because they're also probably being advised by lawyers not to make that kind of statement because it's sort of—it's an admission. Opening. It's an admission, and and, and that would help in any future lawsuit potentially. They could say, well, look, they they admitted guilt. I mean, it's case closed. I mean, they admitted guilt on national television. Yeah. I mean, that is like Exhibit A. I mean, they've been very careful to be like, we did everything that we— could be expected to do and yeah. for these very but, freak reasons it just didn't it wasn't yeah. caught by they, I mean, they use a, a number of third party services which are um, to, for do, to do background investigations which are which are staffed by highly trained professionals former FBI agents former prosecutors um, and they use a number of them and then you know I, I, I don't well, quite, I which believe makes they things... realize that even people I think of as being all knowing like FBI agents can just miss something really big like yeah, that. Yeah, the arrest should have shown up. I mean, sometimes these ca- these types of cases are sealed because of the to protect the victim. Right. Right. Um, but there should have been a, a, at least a um, a notation of an arrest somewhere that should have shown up in any sort right. of um, triple I national inquiry, and that that didn't show up. Well, they um, made for a, a lot about how. It, because he was on vacation, it wasn't where oh. he lives. That yeah, they, they sort, it weren't made, checking those jurisdictions. I was going to say they made it sound as though they were only really no, focusing it in happened, on it these. in Massachusetts, which, me, which is where he was living at the time. I think it and happened working. in New York. No, it's, no? Mass- it's a Massachusetts court. Yeah, yeah, really? it's Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he was living there and working there, so. I don't know that. I don't yeah, know what that story is. It makes it seem like if it you just a, like go on a trip and commit a crime, mm-hmm. there is no no up. one's going to catch you. Or if you like move somewhere and then you move yeah, away again, that's not true. I mean, if you're going back and forth from like Uruguay, you know, maybe okay. like you know, but so I'm going to have to really rework my my planned crime spree. Right. Yeah. I mean, I understand their calculation for just trying to sweep this under the rug and hope that you know we put out a statement to news outlets. That's all we're going to say, but I think it does both the cast and the audience uh, a disservice to not address that this is a thing that happened. I mean, mistakes can be made. I'm not even saying that they failed in some fundamental way here. Like, I do think mm-hmm. they have pretty good third-party background checks. Yeah. Sometimes things are missed, but just own it. Yeah. 
Stop saying Lincoln lied to us. Stop. I mean, any anyone that is like you know fame hungry that wants to be on the show is and is going to, lie, to is lie. going to you know not is not going to check the box that says have you you know ever been convicted or charged or arrested for a, a sex offense um you know i mean they're they're never going to be honest they're never going to say go through that process and then fill that out and be like here you go and they're like oh well guess i'm eliminated goodbye <laughs> you know like like right. once that you know if they fill that out and turn it in you can assume that you still need to do the you know to you know trust but verify there you know i mean i think this this company line of like, well, then Lincoln lied to us, so we had no idea. Like, come on. Like, and I appreciated yeah. Mike Renner sent, who was not there, sent um, Ashley Spivey a statement that I thought was was really good and interesting that he's clearly like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to speak up about this. Um, he said, they put Becca in a situation where she was dating a man on trial for sexual assault. They made 20 men share living quarters with someone that turned out to be a sex offender. To act like one of the biggest lightning rods on the show didn't exist just to cover up their mistake is absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Um, it is a a situation where we don't we didn't get the chance to, like, hear from any of the guys about how that affected them. There was a gap. Or Becca. Yeah. Yeah. But we did hear a lot about how, like, Jordan and Chris affected them. Um, (laughs) And uh, some of the guys that they that they brought to fill in space uh, at this point make a play for some screen time. Mostly uh, Christian. Mostly Christian. Um, Christian jumps in. He just jumps in. He just goes for it. And he's like— <laughs> There's no falling. David, I respect you for for admitting you took it too far. I really respect that. And all the guys are like, who are you? Why are you here? Um, and Christian says, I have a real job. I'm a premier banker. Premier banker. Mm. Is that a job title? Is that a thing? A like premier that. banker? Yeah. Be. So getting I'm back to premier, LinkedIn. I'm a premier <laughs> writer. See, this is all tying in with my LinkedIn comment. Yeah. See, now we're, we should go look for premier bankers from San Diego yeah. on our— Well, my resume also says a model. premier writer. He's mm-hmm. also a model. But, like, just in his free time. It's a Because he's a real job. Yeah. San Diego, it's German for a whale's vagina. Another Ron oh Burgundy God. quote. Yeah, this is just this show Getting is just Michael doing yeah. doing Ron Burgundy just, now. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, and Camille, like I like, wool. I, Camille gets dragged into this thing, and it feels like he was just like, please exclude me from the narrative. But Christian's like Camille over here. He's a model. He's I'll a model. Honest, Camille was okay with it. <laughs> Jordan was like, we're at the same agency. Hey, Camille. And Camille's like, look. Some people are just basic models. Oh, he models. said the thing about yeah, basic models. models. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Some people are just basic models. And <laughs> if, if Jordan came, to, came New to New York, he'd be swimming in a big river. And now the Zool- uh, and now Zoolander is a trilogy because oh now God. we have the third. The third movie was definitely the God. model, the model off, the walk off, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. And we see Christian uh, actually come down to to physically confront model to model. Yeah. At this uh, point, Jordan. I just wanted to turn off my television. I'm like, these two. I don't even know what the plan Hansel was. Just so they right jockeying. They don't try to fight. They don't really have anything to say to each other. They don't do any sort of walk off. What are they doing? They were blue stealing each other. They were just like, ooh. I really because well, there's no actual conflict between them. They had nothing to say to each other. Yeah. Christian just wanted to get on the floor, and I have to say, I think it's because he wanted everyone to see his sweet, sweet caprice. And and Jordan just keeps getting the best of these dudes who try to come after him because yeah. he sort of calls their bluff. He's like, oh. 
There's the camera. You want your moment? Great. Come down here. Here's your moment on camera. And it just made Christian look like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets down there and Jordan looks at him and is like, High Water's really? In this really disappointed sounding voice. Yeah. Like, I thought I would have a more worthy opponent, but instead I have this guy in High Waters and Loafers. Um, and in the end, Jordan gets the last word by saying fuck you to everyone, basically, except grocery store Joe. Yeah. So, the end. I thought, I thought Jordan could have done better there. You yeah. You get the last, you yeah. know, like, you know, pull up one of your other canned lines. I mean, we have the last word. You have the last word and all you better. say is fuck you. Come yeah, on, come dude. On. I feel like he choked. He choked there. He, he choked, choked hard. For once. For he, once. He, has, he, did not, he did not choke yeah. the entire night. He, he choked there. At that point, he'd probably been speaking straight for yeah. three hours. So. It's okay. We'll see Jordan at Mar-a-Lago soon. <laughs> But I appreciated that Camille said that because my stance on Jordan has always been that he's a catalog model. And we all know that it's not really the same thing. It's a thing. softer look. I mean, yeah. I, I also I spoke to it's someone who is actually an agent. Or Ferrari um, more than Blue At Steel. Wilhelmina. And she did indicate <laughs> that his market is not the most saturated. Yeah. In Crystal River, Florida. But his Tinder is very saturated. I mean, you always need someone to do, like, photo shoots for the local boutique's newspaper circular. <laughs> you need that. I bet that's no, where Jordan really thrives. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is when Jordan gets to go up to the hot seat. and I was like, really? We need, we yeah. need more from yeah. him now? You know what? It, I think they did not fully realize that it was going to be the Jordan show anyway and that they did they didn't need to put him in a special seat like How he could they could, have not realized he that? could be any he could have been in the back row of the audience and you still <laughs> would have heard him and no one else and then so if it, it did seem repetitive and redundant and like you know they it, it just got into the same yeah. things we just dealt with so, yeah, so that's when I was things. like this really is the Jordan I mean this is an over this is the first full hours of Jordan yeah is there anything we need to really highlight from I this do besides say he that compared himself to a Rolls Royce and then he said that if he saw Christian walking by he would roll down the window oh, and yeah. throw a slurpee at him <laughs> which like brain freeze <laughs> Um, he also coached everyone on confidence everyone can be as confident yeah. as Jordan mm-hmm. yeah but no one there was everyone could be but no one is right yeah. so, well we have hope yeah, yeah. So he's um, a, he's also a role model in, in a sense uh-huh. as well. Yeah. Yes, multiple kinds of a, modeling. Yes. He does. high fashion role. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking back at my notes of this segment, and it's really just people back and forth being like, "He didn't take it seriously," and Jordan being like, "I was having fun, you jerk. I throw a Slurpee at you." Um, yeah, and this is when Joe gets his solo time. He said almost nothing, but just flashed that sweet, sweet smile of his and. I was into it. I'm telling you, I want to see Pete Davidson portray him on SNL. I am on board with this idea. Let's mm-hmm. let I SNL know. Um, this was a radical proposition to my my Twitter friends, but I think it's true. No, I, th- I, I think you have a point. <laughs> I also really enjoyed when Chris is like, and let's watch your time on the show. And it's just 10 seconds. <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be even good. Like, I thought they were going to make it just like a second, like him getting out of the limo and then that's it. They showed which would have been funnier because it would have been more tongue in cheek. And then, but they actually did like, <laughs> you know, yeah. that was more time than he got the entire. But it was important because yeah. I, Joe was vindicated. I thought that he forgot to tell Becca that she looked amazing. And he didn't. We do see. He just forgot I his saw, name. He forgot his name. He said, you look amazing. And she was like, who are you? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he you was tell me, You tell me who I am. <laughs> yeah. 
Who do you want Whoever. me to be? He just seems very confused by all the attention he's been getting. He was like, I thought he I was really, it. I was, re- oh, he definitely loves it. He's like, I thought yeah. I did a horrible job. I told everyone it was going to be deeply embarrassing, but actually everyone loves me. He wants to take my photo. Yeah. Thank you, memes. <laughs> um, and next up is Wills, um, who is in Wills. a green plaid oh. shoe, sh- suit. He looks green so plaid good. Suit. Yeah. He has the no tie, all buttoned up white shirt and red suede the red boots. boots. Yeah. It's he so was, much luck. He was very, he was very Christmassy. Yeah. It worked. And yet, I didn't, I didn't think of it as Christmassy when I looked oh, really? at him. Oh, really? I did. But Which I liked it. Which is a it. testament to I him. I liked it. And Chris Harrison gives like him Christmas. gives him a little, you know, a shout out to his romp him. Yeah. Which was another one of his great looks. Um, and Wills is just such a sweetheart. He has these, like, beautiful, dreamy eyes. He's, I just, I adore him. Yeah. He talks about how in Vegas, he and Becca talked about a nursery rhyme that their parents both sang to them growing up. And I have to admit, a little part of me was like, well, there are, like, five nursery rhymes, and we all know them. So that is I imagine in that situation, though, you're really just grasping at commonalities. You're like, oh, you also listen to Mary Has a Little Lamb? (laughs) Soul connection. We really bonded over that. That's when he knew that he was falling in love with her. And uh, he also talks about inheriting his fashion sense from his father, which is sweet. That is sweet. And uh, having confidence in your own skin. Thanks, Wells. Yeah. Uh, Next is Colton. In the hot seat. And he, we've heard Emma several times uh, give us the Colton uh, and Tia relationship rundown, but he gives it to us directly. <laughs> um, he wasn't thinking about Tia. He'd moved on. and But he does say, which surprised me, I, I wonder if he and Tia had have worked this out now on Paradise, but he says that he doesn't fault Tia for telling Becca that she still had feelings for him. But he did sort of feel like Becca was looking for a reason to send any of the guys home at that point. Which is probably true. Yeah. Um, He also makes it very clear that, like, Becca was in no way disrespectful about these guys. I think any of these guys would still marry Becca in a heartbeat. She seems to have just been incredibly charming and sweet and treated them all really, really well. Because often by this point— you can feel some light disdain between a lot of the contestants and whoever yeah. the lead is, like men or women. Mm-hmm. And all of these people just seemed on board with her yeah. still. She's, like, so comfortable in her own skin, and she's fun and kind of goofy. I mean, it's, like, hard. I mean, I, yeah. I think I think that's true, too. And I also think here's another, you know, p- part of this. If you have a situation where you have a lead who's not very popular and on social media— then you would have the cast act differently. You'd have the men or the women act very differently towards that lead. Here's a situation like we discussed earlier with this. Now they know how social media has um, sort of reacted towards everyone. They know Becca is beloved. There is no one. I mean, people right. are questioning, obviously, some of her decisions and choices maybe that will Or like will she's come boring, later. but it's but nothing. No, everyone universally loves her, so it, it also behooves them to keep <laughs> echoing that sen- sentiment and not to be contrarian and be like, actually, Actually, I thought she was kind of rude, you know, on multiple occasions, you know, like that would be a very unpopular thing to say. And they're there. They're there very much to say what they think is the right thing to say and, and what's going to make them look the best. Yeah, I do think. Often, but I think it's genuine. Often, mm-hmm. even if they are um, not 
accusatory, they will really press the lead and be like, I felt like you could have told me sooner. Mm -hmm. I felt like you could have handled it differently. No hard feelings. I think you're great. I'm glad you're happy. But like, I really feel like. I was bummed that you did it that way. And they were all extremely like puppy doggish over her still, Mm -hmm. which I think is hard to totally fake. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just, I was looking, I was like, this is, I wonder what it's like to be a Becca and go through life and men just fall in love with you. And then they just forget you. And then they just stay in love with you. I have a confession. I'm in love with Becca now. (laughs) Everyone is. Michael, get in line. I love her, though. Oh, my God. She's amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. I know you've never heard that before about her, but I just want to say she's amazing. You really bring a unique perspective to the (laughs) show. I appreciate that. That's why I'm here. That's why I get paid the big bucks. (laughs) We do not pay We do not pay. I'm sorry. Um... (laughs) This is not amazing. (laughs) So Chris asks uh, Colton about the virginity conversation. Shocker. And uh, Colton actually gets pretty emotional um, and talks about. (laughs) I'm sorry. My notes, for some reason, have community sex like uh, next to each other. And I read it for a second. I was like, what's. Community sex got to do with this. No, in the athletic community, everything sex was a big topic. Oh, okay. um, and to do with it? so he was embarrassed. He was yeah. ashamed. It was hard for him to talk about it. And he points out that even at Mentel All, he's hearing stuff about how he's never seen a lady's nether regions, which, to be honest, uh, Jean Blanc doesn't really know that from the information that we have. Um, and he thinks that it sucks that people think he's less of a man because he's a virgin. Um, And he makes a point to say that he doesn't think it makes him a better person, but he doesn't think that it's baggage or a skeleton in the closet. I thought he was quite eloquent about this, um, and he spoke about it in a way that didn't didn't have, like, that that opposite issue of putting virginity up on a pedestal. He was just like, Mm. this shouldn't be a thing. This shouldn't be a defining thing about me. Um, And we've spoken about this before, and I think we, you know, we agree with him. He's 26. I mean, good good for him. I mean, this is what was working for him. Uh, I mean, I think that's fine. I I think it would be if he were, you know, 56, I think we'd have to dive deeper into some, you know, and to find out what what his rationale would be then, you know. But I think for now, this is, I I think this is a choice he's made, and I I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I kind of like, it's boring, and I kind of tune out for this stuff. Like, I don't really care. Like, you know what? He'll have sex when he is ready to and wants to. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I don't want to be part of the conversation. Right. I don't actually need to know when it happens. Happens with who? Like it. Yeah. It yeah. says nothing about him. I don't want so. it to be a thing on Paradise of like, are they going to go to the oh, boom geez. boom room? It, and will, like, be, it will, know, be. will be. Um, and uh, Jordan says, "I respect you for being true to yourself. Sometimes you get called out for it, but I see you." And yeah, this was really just about Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> it was Jordan's way of being like, "Yeah, man, you're yourself. I'm myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm myself. No, it was also his way of." <laughs> I haven't spoken in six minutes. I need to say something. Uh, Remember me? Amazing. Uh, And then Jason hits the hot seat. Buffalo. Shout out to Buffalo. Yeah. Go Bills. Bills Mafia. Oh, my God. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Um, They play a nice kissing montage of him and Becca, and Jason just looks mortified. I actually (laughs) thought he loved it. He was grinning. And then as soon as... The tone switches and it goes to what I like to think of as the great stonework incident of 2018. He was getting sad. His face drops. It just fell. Um, And yeah, he was like courting the crowd. Like everyone applauded at the end of his montage and he's like, you guys are sweet. 
He wants to date all of us. Um, Jason wants to date America. Or at America least, at least 30 pre-selected women. Um, and it was just such an obvious bachelor campaign. And I say yeah, that as someone yeah. who really likes Jason and would probably enjoy a season it with him as the much. lead. Yeah, but it just much. felt so I like him better when he's not trying. I like him better in the season when he was not self-aware and not trying. I think it was absolutely, you know, the the, the bachelor montage on the mental oral and after the final rose is always the – Yes, I'm heartbroken. Yes, I still have feelings for her, but I'm, I'm actually ready I'm actually to ready. Find love. I'm actually ready to find love again and I know that um and I am rooting for her to find love. Yeah. And I believe and I in this process now because it worked for me process. almost, but not quite. And yeah. it might work for me if I had 30 women to date. Yeah. yeah, he's like I connected with her on a deeper level than anyone else I've ever dated. So clearly this is yeah. my milieu. Um and he says he wants to stay friends with Becca. Okay. He says um, this a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. And, I did uh, I did really enjoy when they talked about his brother. Yeah. Um, and this, he, you know, he did say, like, to paraphrase Oprah, love is love is love. And he's like, you know, I don't care. It doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, bisexual, lesbian, mm-hmm. transgender. Yeah. Um, so he's a lot like Garrett when it yeah. comes to those views. I, I well, did I, sort of wonder if this was like a light... Yeah, addressing of or or maybe I'm just reading too much well, it into was it weird because otherwise I don't know why it would come up. So like Chris was clearly like, talk about how you're OK with your brother being gay and in fact, <laughs> admire his relationship yeah. a little bit. Can talk you explain why brothers. that's fine? Yeah. <laughs> and Jason is like, yeah, it doesn't matter what your identity you can be, uh, have a good relationship and, and other people can learn from that. it. And yeah. that's all mm-hmm. that matters. And Chris is like, really well said. It's good to shine a light on that. Yeah, it it did. T- it felt a little bit intentional towards. Like, it did, but they didn't say anything. And I know. I, I'm really curious how they're going to. They have to address it to some extent on after the final. Rose. I think they will. I think they will try to skim over it, but I think it will be mm-hmm. addressed in some it'll way. I've learned a, a lot. We've had hard conversations. It'll just be. A I've learned that a mindless statement. double tap really matters, and that'll yeah. be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll, but it'll be a rehash. And Becca of that will be like. Yes. Yes. Becca will be like, I've learned that a mindless double tap doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I can really get over it. <laughs> and it's fine. Um, so Becca uh, comes out at this point. Um, I sound surprised. I watched this already. Becca comes out. She looks great. Um, <laughs> like it's the proposal. Out of the curtain, behind the curtain. Yeah. And she's gorgeous and everyone loves her at the end. <laughs> Oh, they should have done the thing they do on the proposal where she's just like a weird blob for the first part of it. Yeah. It sits there. Yeah. Yeah. Listens in like from out on the stage. Actually, yeah. that would be actually a good. Yeah. She's listening backstage. But yeah, that but would be she's great. just a swirling mass. Of, yeah. Do you ever watch the proposal? I, I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. Oh, man, the the swir- the when the swirling human shaped mass runs along <laughs> the beach. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. It gives me life. That okay. is the best part of that show. OK. It's like ghosts. Um, so. Yeah, Becca says she talks to Jason for a bit, says that was the hardest goodbye. Um, she, he asks, you know, what can I do better? And she basically says, oh, like, God. nothing. Yeah. yeah. You're great. I think he had a really thoughtful question, actually, which is like— He did. He did. You indicated that I did not share the depth of my feelings, but I thought that I had. Like, How can I bridge What would have bridged the gap? Yeah. And she is not very helpful. And then, I think when you get to this point and you're the lead, it's like she had to cut people that she just wasn't as yeah. into. And there's not necessarily yeah. those concrete reasons that people 
might want. No, you know, yeah. you might want like a life lesson checklist. Yeah. Listen, in, in Jay, reality, it's, it's a like... numbers game, Jay. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry yeah. dude. <laughs> um, and then we learned they that hug. Jason's mom sent him a vom emoji Uh-oh. whenever he like being his kissing like came up on the show. <laughs> I know, that's and any pretty context, funny. That, that was, was a cute. good a yeah. good mom moment. Um, Colton uh, talks to her about. Tia and the virginity and Colton is like thank you for being perfect in every way I love you still goodbye and Becca defends Tia and says they're friends they talk all the time stop trolling her basically yeah which was nice Uh, Will says Becca healed him in a way he didn't think was possible these men are just like you are amazing how can I change to be better she's curing leprosy she's just out there she's like she's Mother Teresa I've never seen anything like it Becca Becca is the Mother Teresa of The Bachelor I would love to see a bachelor who made the women on the show feel the way that Becca makes these there, guys. This will like, never when happen. have you ever seen the women go to the bachelor? You really healed me deeply and made me feel so respected. And in fact, I think that I no longer need therapy because of you. <laughs> it never happened. I bestow upon you, Ashley Q. All of the Instagram likes <laughs> you seek, for I am the bachelor and the one true bachelor. That, that's what'll happen. That's the, what we need. Yeah. I don't know if there's any man capable of, of doing that. I don't that. think so. I don't no. have a lot of faith. No, Can Barack we talk Obama. about Jean Blanc's <laughs> spawn con moment? Yes. Wow. This uh, was Chris, stunning. So, wait. So, the thing is, Chris is like, does anyone have anything bad to say about Becca? And Jean Blanc is like, yup. And then he comes up and is like, actually, it's all my bad. Here is a perfume that I made. Make it sure is available. to get the label Purchase right it. to the camera. Purchase it yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> Wasn't it shown that the other perfume was like a knockoff? That it was really like this other perfume? Yeah. Oh, was really? it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the exact bottle of like some like pretty popular. Per- it's, I don't know if it's Chanel or what, whatever, but it's like mm-hmm. the same exact bottle. And it's clear that the producers just put like just put like a label over over the original wow, label. That's so much I think worse reality Steve, than what I assumed. I think Reality Steve posted about this on Twitter or something that it was clearly like it's a it's a bottle that you can very easily find and buy. I don't know if it's Liz Claiborne. It's like some 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 <laughs> like perfume that they clearly just put a label over the label. So that it's it's definitely a prop. Shocking. Yeah. I assumed that it was a thing where you like go to some little uh, shop front and they're like it's like make your own perfume. Signature sense. Um, and I thought that was already kind of tacky. Yeah. But um, this is a, a whole new Sorry, level. Sorry, I like the smell of Nutella. <laughs> Who doesn't? No. I mean, I just smell it on Nutella is great. Yeah. Um, and he apologizes for saying he loved her and then taking it back. And she's like, nobody's she's very perfect. Gracious. Um, it's okay. I still don't love you. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. he's like, and here is my new fragrance. It was just. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, sir, We're on di- QVC dial it now. back. Yeah. Just, just ABC don't. To QVC just don't. Right yeah. But I guess you got to take your moment. You don't well, have you don't, to. You don't got to. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he went for it. He went for it. That was he, his goal. He jumped in. His goal is yeah. to sell perfume. A he producer definitely. before is like, how are you ever going to sell more perfume if you don't go there and, and Call show Colton another? Call Colton the pussy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Um, and Becca talks to Jordan, who says, it's great to see you. Thank you for being so respectful and giving us all closure. You did a great job. <laughs> Everyone loves it. It is actually amazing. Even Jordan, <laughs> Even Jordan, who, of course, says it in the douchiest way possible, which is like head pat, like, yeah. good job, kid. Also, Becca's like, you're so funny. And he's like, I never tried to be funny. <laughs> but earlier he <laughs> who, was me? like, earlier he was like, people... 
think that I'm being serious all the time, but mostly I'm just being humorous. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, he's like, I don't try to be funny. <laughs> Yeah. I don't Those know what you're you talking know about. Me know that I never make jokes. <laughs> Jordan also tells Becca that her Life energy is, is inspiring. Mm. She wow. inspires him. I mean, That's she's great. just had a real impact. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we finally get to Chris, which I had been waiting for this to come up in a real in a more substantive way because they sort of glazed over it earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'd say Chris does a pretty good job with his apology here. Mhm. Yeah. Um, He says he wants to sincerely apologize for multiple occasions and the way that he acted, not just for, you know, losing control, but also for feeling very entitled. And I thought that that was a nice amount of self-awareness and— it, you he could was just tell our he had, tweets and our yes. articles. Yes. You're welcome, Chris. But oh, I felt like that. he had actually thought about his behavior and how it came off in a in a real way, other than just oh, people didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And he I hit, appreciated he hit that. The nail, I think he hit the nail on the head, and I think he struck the right chord. And I also think, um, you know, he'll be on Paradise, and so he'll get. Yeah. You and from know, what I hear, he uh, may find love. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, excellent! He's and so really that's... gearing up for. His personal growth, I think. Yeah. That's good. I still think he looks like um, Ben Stiller's character in Happy Gilmore, who's like the mean um, nursery. Um, you know, he also uh, looks home. like who is that? Guy that who takes actor care of, from uh, Adam Sandler's. Oh, yeah. Adam Sandler's Nana. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy? The other guy that he looks like? That. Oh God. That actor who's in Friends. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so we're gonna have to just. But I think but it's good, and and I think you know I think from from the people with whom oh, I've yeah, spoken. Oh yeah, Adam Goldberg in Friends. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't ever yeah. remember that because we work with someone named Adam Goldberg, and so I just think of something very different. Oh yeah. That yeah. Guy. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. So when he has like a more like a little like very tightly shaven goatee and like yeah, you, you see it more, but. Um, I hear he's a good guy from the people that were in Paradise with him. Yes. Yeah. So that's the he, feedback I'm getting. Maybe that's he good. grew. We've all had times in our life when we were like 27, 29, 30. 30. Yeah. They were just, they were just 10 <laughs> years ago. And we ago. just fucking <laughs> lost me. control. For you. For me, it's now. For me. Yeah. Chris is actually our decade age. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> um, You're and just paving the way for the rest of us. Chris, yeah. as you may remember, brought a gospel choir night one. He brings another gospel choir yes. to sing to about sing. how he's a jerk, but he's sorry. Yes. And uh, and that sees us through to bloopers. Um, any good bloopers that really stood out to you? Clay and Leo in the tub. Clay and Leo fun. in the tub. We deserved more of that. That yeah. was fantastic. I also enjoyed Chris Harrison telling a 12-year-old girl— yes. This is not—you're not, not going to learn anything. This is what happens when you drop out of school. The world is not flat. Yeah, <laughs> that was at the political debate. That he's was like, great. Which is—it was billed was as great. an educational date. Yeah, and he's like, he's like you're not going to learn listen. anything today. That was a small <laughs> glimpse into, like— you know, Chris Harrison as himself rather than, like, Chris Harrison, the host and character of, of like, you know. That, that he was is, the he most is I've sar- liked Chris Harrison he's, in a while. He is, yeah. he is pretty witty and sarcastic and, like, has, like, a, a, you know, dry sense of humor like that. So. Yeah. And then otherwise, you know, it's just the standard bloopers, a lot of bugs, things yeah. falling on people's heads. I enjoyed yeah. when we saw that Becca was in her in the moment in a cocktail hour, extremely glittery dress, and she's being fed. Fries like a and a fast burger. food burger yeah. and fries. And Save she, the ranch. She drops, drops the it ranch. on her dress. Yeah. That was very relatable. Yeah. I would, that would be me for Although sure. Although the people 100%. of that that 
you know, the people of Buffalo are probably very upset because, you know, you don't you don't have ranch. You know, it's blue cheese. Blue cheese. So, I mean, and she well, you know, even made that with a point. Your, even then, with your fries? I don't, I don't know. Think it's a different food. Wings. No, I know. It's not wings. I know. I know. All right. All right. You're a purist. Okay. I get it. Be I'm precise, Michael. I'm overruled. I'm overruled. And then, of course, we get what Save the ranch. might have been the greatest moment of the whole episode, the most educational moment of the whole episode, which is Venmo John breaking down the impossibility of 4,000 Tinder matches uh, with actual statistics. Yeah. This was such a moment where I went to a school where a ton of people got into consulting afterwards and I looked at their I would look at their prep books for interviews and it's like you would go in there and they would be like how many McDonald's are there in Indiana? And like well I know obviously because I counted them when I lived there but I mean the 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 little bits of math that you have to do to be like oh well like there's one every like five square miles and right. then Indiana is about this big. So I assume it. he was doing that with the Tinder matches and I loved it. So he yeah. he says like, oh, he would have had to do 11 matches a day. But he based on some, success some rates. Constants. Yeah. He said, yeah. you know, you probably only swipe right on 10 percent of the, the profiles you he's encounter. Picky. And Jordan's like, yeah, that's true. You know? And yeah. then he's like, so you would have had to see a thousand, thousand. a day, yeah. even yeah. if you have a success rate. Of higher than average. Right. And Jordan's like, no, no, no. I didn't spend that much. I spent no time on it. Yeah. I'm very picky, yeah. but I spent no time. John is that. like, that's bigger than the population of Orlando. <laughs> like the number of people he would have had to swipe yeah. or, or see. <clears throat> it was pretty amazing. Um, and and that's that's the end. And all we have left is the finale. You guys We're excited here. for we've, the finale? Dead silence in the room. We've survived. I'm, I'm scared for the finale. <laughs> I just it's think I know which you. way it's going to go. I don't think I'm going to be happy with the Can outcome. We just fast forward to paradise. Yeah. I mean, paradise really, looks, I, looks like it's like, going to be a lot of fun. This looks like it's going to be a, a redemption season for paradise. Like I feel yeah. like after last, the cloud I over agree. last season. and It yes. looks like they also uh, bring in a lot of uh, special guests to spice things up. We see Ben in a mariachi outfit. Yeah, I'm funny. unlovable on the beach. That's pretty funny. I like. That. I will. I can't wait to see the context that that becomes uh, yeah. re- relevant. In. Um, obviously, we're gonna get Ben's uh, on retainer. Actually, yeah, just, yeah. Ben will up. just pop just, in, you know, make like, a little cameo, make everyone feel good, and and dip out. We obviously get uh, Ashley and Jared's yeah. proposal. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Times. Carly wow, and Evan. The New York Times. I know. I know Carla, who who hung out with us. Was it on the print? Or, was it in print or just? I think on it online? was just online. Okay. I think I don't know. If it's in print, I'm ask, I mean, I'm ask get Carla. a copy of that and frame it and <laughs> give it to them as a wedding gift. I don't know. I did not enjoy sure that they will. threw some shade at Kevin and Kayla in that. They did in that interview. Yeah. Oh. They yeah. were asked about them. They were like, "Who? Who are they? Who are oh, they?" Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually read it. <laughs> Wow. We're better but, friends to Ashley and Jared than you are. You're like, I have not no, read it, but I will frame it. I saw it. Wall. I saw I'll, I'll frame is, it and then I'll read it when it's framed uh-huh. on my wall. Like on it'll be wall, magnified. You're giving it to them. Right. Well well, okay. So I'm I'm I am a little creepy. I'm gonna obviously frame a copy for myself and hang it on my wall as well. Um yeah, and get it signed by them maybe. And, yeah. Okay. Wow, there's a lot here. to look for. There's just a lot. So I love Becca. No, I'm <laughs> Becca, you're perfect. You've healed Becca, me. Becca, you're perfect if you hear this. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, but yeah, I think we're all just ready. We're ready for paradise. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's almost paradise. Almost paradise. We're knocking on heaven's door. And that's where we end this cut, cut the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never invited I was like, back I again. I don't know how to transition back <laughs> out of that. I'm out. Jordan, you have the last word. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for Feminism Fails. We have just one glaring one. But it's actually kind of like two. It's like a bifurcated two-part two feminism fail. It's John Blanc's comment to Colton that he is a pussy and also has never seen one, experienced one, <laughs> touched one. We're not sure. Either way, uh, first we have the equation of female uh, genitalia with being weak um, or like lesser, which is bad and a fail. Um, and also the idea that uh, not having uh, had penetrative sex makes someone weak and lesser and bad. And both of those things are are really high up on our feminism fail list. So I'm going to give this a, five. a joint five. A joint five. <laughs> and that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks so much to our guest, Michael Garofola, and of course to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Do you love Here to Make Friends? You do. Find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to subscribe and give us a rating. We love hearing what you think. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so please like us there. You can find both of us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or, of course, you can always send us an email at heretomakefriends at huffpost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Stay tuned. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.